Betty? 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 Wait, can you hear me? Betty? Betty? Can you hear me? No Betty. No Betty? No Betty. I hear you. Oh, well then Betty. Betty? Yes, Betty. Okay, Betty. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Betty. Betty! All right, I guess this is good then. This will work. Sweet. Yeah. I'm recording it. Okay. It's called FTT. Do you have uh, Amazon Prime going? Uh, yeah. Okay, me too. Yeah, I'm at nine seconds. By accident! Oh no, I'm at three seconds. Okay. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it was going without me. I'm getting it up to nine. Hey, now it won't play. <gasps> oh, Betty. I know. Betty! <laughs> <laughs> Betty. Oh, okay. Here we go. Let's see. Wait. Pausing it on nine. Betty? All right. I'm just getting set up here. So you can you can hear me pretty well. Yeah, I can hear you great. Okay. Because I'm just using my phone. Well, I can hear you better than before even, so. So I shouldn't plug my headset in? Or I should? Um. Hmm. I'm maybe not sure. It, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, or... I mean, maybe... Okay. If we start the movie and it's, it does something weird, but it's fine. All right. Well, let me see here. All right, let me, let me plug in my computer real quick. Okay. It's like, it's like Betty and a half, even. I love it. Hey! We're slashers and suits. <laughs> yeah. I love it. There we go. Okay, let's see. Oh, I was eating so many Skittles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Oh no, I don't feel well. well Look at the. Can you see? Can, can you see me? Oh my god, yeah, I can. You have a big bag of Skittles. That is a huge bag of Skittles. <laughs> that is unreal. I know, because you know it's terrible. There's yeah. this. There's. <laughs> <laughs> Eating a big old bag of Skittles. <laughs> true. But there's this service here that's just the convenience store delivery. Yeah. So, I oh did. no! <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! So I, I, I always am ordering like chocolate yep. and Skittles. That's gonna be really dangerous. Oh, I know. I have so many points there. I've, I've gotten like whole weeks for free. Yeah. Wow. Because it's oh so much. Like they've run out of chocolate bars just because of my deliveries. Oh my god. That's it's, incredible. It's so bad. 
Well, I do that with burritos on Grubhub. Nice. <laughs> I do that with Enchies. Yeah. That's awesome. I know, it's actually pretty fun in a pretty dangerous way, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> pretty far out happening kind of way. Yeah. Totally. So, my suit <laughs> is on. My suit's on. Yeah. The only podcast that wears one. My suit's been on. Oh. <laughs> My suit is glistening. Ooh, uh-oh. They better have suits. I know. My suit is shimmering. What does that even mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my god. Like shimmering in the wind? Is that a thing? <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. I love it. I hope it's a thing. Hey, do you know... <laughs> you know, we have Slashers and Suits YouTube page. Oh my god. That's <laughs> incredible. Next thing, we're gonna have a billboard. We're going to... Yeah. We're so going to, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and then we'll get, we'll finally get Nancy on. Let's get Nancy. Yeah, our search for Nancy is kind of like Bill and Ted needing Van Halen. Oh my god, I want to meet Nancy. Yeah, we've got to get Nancy first. I've been watching so much. I watched um, Leather Pants. I bet you did. <laughs> I watched it! <laughs> oh! I've been watching all the documentaries. <laughs> I really laughed at Leather Pants, to be honest. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe you watched Leather Pants. I know. It was hard to sit through sometimes, too. I'll watch it. I'll watch it was it. really hard. You're going to definitely take issue with quite a bit of it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be so mad at you. <laughs> I know. Like, half of it is unbearable. I'm going to be like, this is your favorite movie. Yep. <laughs> I can't During believe... those parts. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I can't even believe you. You'll tell the viewers that that's why I like it. <laughs> I'm so going to now. I know. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, I know you will. Wait, did you see? Okay, hold on. We what have... happened? I'm sending this to you because it's funny. <laughs> oh, I love Wait, it. Is your phone, like, can you see stuff on your phone without getting out of that or no? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm sending this to you because it's funny. Okay. Ooh. Can you see? Twitch? On Twitch? Yeah. Wow. Incredible. We have, we have a Twitch now. That is incredible. This is going to be so fun. Isn't that funny? Yeah, wow. we're like a full-on industry. I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, look, I'll show you this. Okay, look. Or you know what? We're going to have, like, sitcoms. I know. Most pictures. Oh, wow. YouTube. Yep. We I love have, it. We have a YouTube. <laughs> so we're on every major platform before our first episode. 
I thought like we should just cover our bases, yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, that's great. Because you know what happens when you do stuff and then all of a sudden, like, we wouldn't have slashers and suits. Like the name would be taken or something. Oh, I know. I know. So. This is great. Because once we have our triumphant video. Oh. There. <laughs> all we need is a triumphant video. Mm-hmm. Named Nancy. Oh, my God. Yikes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, um, this is Slashers and Suits. Slashers and Suits. Oh, wait! Okay, hold on. And, um, that intro theme you just heard was from the 1982 classic slasher, He Knocks. He knocks, indeed. Indeed, the seminal masterpiece with a uh, sequel in 1987. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really thought to, you know, bring the franchise back, so. Yes, so that he knocks again. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that's what that theme music is from. We'll be talking about that series off and on, I'd say. Heck yeah. Oh my goodness, what's happening? <laughs> well wait, wait, oh, and you can see it you can catch us on Instagram, slashers and suits. Mm-hmm. Or on YouTube. Right. Or on Twitch at slashers and suits. Or at slashers and suits.com. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> Alright. And, and we're That's great. And we're gonna you'll see why we're called Slashers and Suits just in a few minutes here when we start uh Friday the thirteenth, part four, the final chapter. We're right. Starting with this because of the name of the podcast, you'll see. Okay, I'm yeah, at nine see. seconds. Where are you? I'm at nine seconds as well. All right. Should we start? I think we should. We've we've told them who we are. We told them what we do, and now we have to show them how we rock. All right. I'm Old Ange. I'm Hey Sue. Perfect. All right. Ready? Ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, the music! It's perfect. I'm already taken back to I the good days. Music. I love it. Bing, bing, bing. Oh! <laughs> so, <laughs> he's gonna give it to us straight about Jason, okay? It is so straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. I love sitting around the campfire. Yeah. It's a death curse. Oh, crazy Ralph. I really love him. Me too. Oh, so it's recapping the other movies. We're on part one. One of my favorite things, favorite tropes, is the, uh, like, who is that? Oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. 
Oh, seeing Jason jump out of the water for the first time. Yeah, and we're gonna have some fan fiction too. Oh yeah. At some point. For sure. The boy. Then he's still out there. I love that. God, it's amazing. Pamela. This this wonderful uh, death montage here of the first three films. Love it. The um, potato sack covering his head. Yeah, I really like the potato sack. You know what? I'm alright with it, actually. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, I will say Pamela, though, starts it all. Yeah, she's incredible. That whole... Like, evil mother, like, almost out of a fairy tale, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're at part three. Recap. He's got the hockey mask on. One of the coolest scenes with the wheelchair falling down the stairs. Man, I really wish I could see it in 3D. Yeah. We'll make it happen someday, one way or another. That's so cool, though. So Jason is presumably dead, as of now. Yeah. The final chapter. This is yeah. the epitome of why we love the 80s. We just love it. Right, this is my favorite one, so. Yeah. It really is. For me, with the big three, I go Halloween 1, FTT 4, Nightmare 3. I know. I used to be like, hey, do you want to watch FTT 2? And you'd be like, you mean 4? <laughs> 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 Uh, it's honestly, I love it. You can't get over Crispin Glover. Come on now. It's just so fun. But I will say two is is my next. Um, as far as like the epitome of what FTT is. Mm -hmm. Because it's also it's our first Jason. I mean, really. Yeah. Potato sack is our first Jason. Potato Sack is our first Jason. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but controversial hockey mask. We're and not... his head, his head wasn't uh, fifteen feet. Oh, I know. Back there. I know. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yeah. Just kept growing. But just his head after a while. I know, just his head. <laughs> hey, Frank Mancuso. So, recap over. We're in the movie. Yeah, so here we are. Jason is uh, sort of laying on the ground, having been defeated in FTT3. 
And we're about to meet our uh, our classic Friday the 13th style authority figure characters. They're aloof. They're fun. And you know, most of them don't have a suit. Oh, like none of them have suits? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, this picks up that night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from part three? Okay. Yeah, we're in the same night. I like part three, I'm gonna say. Like, when we get to part three... It's gonna be really fun. I like Shelly. Yeah. Controversial. It is controversial. But he's adorable. You <laughs> love Shelly. Yeah, I do. Uh, there, <laughs> there is no mask without Shelly. That's true. Yeah. Shelly, in that way, is probably the most important character in the history of the franchise. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah, we're Shelly. We're pro Shelly around Our here. Our team Shelly. Almost as much as you love Tina from Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty difficult to achieve, though. Oh, God. I love Tina. Oh, my. That's so controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think she's okay. Yeah, she's okay. Okay, our hospital workers are a little bit sleazy. They don't know what they're doing. She's like, what the hell? Who do I work with? (laughs) Yeah. So we have a dead Jason here. That is such a good scare when his arm falls down. Yeah, our first kind of jump scare. Even though I know it's coming, it's still creepy. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I spent the week watching the documentary, the Crystal Lake documentary. Oh, yeah, me too. Really? And I yeah. love how Corey Feldman is the one who's sitting there saying, I'm going to tell it to you straight about Jason. <laughs> That's just wonderful. So Feldman being very important part of this movie. Yeah, I really I really appreciated him just as a, as a wonderful throwback and because you can tell he really loves this. Oh, he's so cool. Yeah. So we'll probably have him on the show at some point. <laughs> oh, I wish. He's probably one of our followers. Oh, of course. Hey, we're up to 23. <laughs> oh my god. Isn't that so funny? That's wonderful. That's so cool. I love it. You see, we're, we really are everywhere. We're everywhere. Um, someone follows us <laughs> named Michael Myers. <laughs> oh my god. Sounds good. Well, Michael, this one is for you. Oh, this gross doctor eating his sandwich on this dead body. Yes. Ugh. (laughs) It grosses me out. Oh, it's so sleazy. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
He has a he has a V-neck under his lap coat too, by the way. Yeah, and just way, way too much sleaze with his three-fourths length. <laughs> <laughs> his little tunic or whatever it is. His tunic. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's a sleaze tunic. That's his sleaze tunic. I love it. Seriously, the three four sleeves are like the sleaziest thing. I know. Axel. Did his foot just move? Yeah. I, saw I that never time. noticed that before. Yeah. Uh. So he's kind of doing one of those things where he's knocked out, but he survived somehow. Yeah. So we have absolutely no signs yet that he's uh, supernatural or something. Right. <laughs> Axel with his 80s workout video. Yeah. Oh, Lord. The nurse... Nurse meeting the sleazy doctor. I've seen her in other slashers. Really? Yeah. Okay, we we should actually keep a tally of that too because other people. Yeah. Show up. I've seen her in several other slashers actually. Um. And I think I've seen him too. Really? We need to keep count because what's her face? Final girl, FTT two is in April Fool's Day. Yeah, that's right. When we get there. Next year, obviously, for April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh. Axel has a pretty good fake scare moment, though. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was great. Uh. Okay. The second Axel, like, Pat's Jason mm -hmm. <laughs> is pretty much the second you know he's gonna go. Oh yeah, let's keep track of the body count too. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually mesmerized by this movie. No matter how many times I see it, I actually think it's just wonderful. I love this movie. Okay. Jesus Christmas! <laughs> Holy Jesus jumping Christmas! <laughs> I like this guy. As strange as it is, I like him. I personally think Axel, like... <laughs> wow. Some of the greatest lines. Oh, yeah, in, in history. Jumping Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he just got freaked out by Jason, who... Like, his arm falls just the same way it did in the barn. The exact same way. Interesting. See, you notice things the first time, even if you've seen it a million times. And that's really the genius of slashers, the, um, the nuance. 
Yeah, they never get old, especially if you have a suit. Exactly. It's the uh, cinematic excellence. <laughs> yeah. And pseudomatic, too. Oh, my goodness. The breath. The uh, He exhales in the morgue. That was actually the first time I saw that. Same! Yeah, I never saw that before. So Jason just took a breath in the actual morgue. Good to know. That was crazy. I At first I thought it was like air because it was cold, but wh yeah. where would it be coming from? So there's no doubt then here to us that Jason's just alive. Okay, first kill. Ooh, okay. Death number one. A nice head twist. Somehow Jason, like, got out, grabbed. Ooh. Oh. All right, Axel's gone. The nurse is now gone. Number two kill. Very, oh. very, very full. Ripping down the stomach. That was visceral. Like, I think that anyone watching could actually feel that one. And he holds her up with just his one hand, too, on the wall. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Kills like that, I actually really feel, but I didn't feel the one before that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, with the axle. Like, with the, um, just the way he turned his head. I know. It was so over the top. Yeah. That I, it wasn't visceral for me, but that that knife going all the way down her was just like I felt that. I know. Oh. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Okay, so total change of pace. Yeah. We are now with the Jarvis family. Mom okay, and the Jarvis. Yeah. And everything's fine right now. We're, we're back. You know, we've gone through sort of the the first step, and now we're in an idyllic situation. Peace, love, happy family. Everybody's fine. And little Jarvis, little Corey Feldman making his masks. Corey Feldman pretty much made this movie, in my opinion. Oh, I think so, too. I just think he's absolutely stellar. And um, it's interesting to note that the Jarvis family have a cabin which actually borders Crystal Lake. Right. Okay, and you said Zaxxon is a real game? Zaxxon is a, is a real game from the early 80s. Yeah. I love how the mom is like, a psycho might wander in. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so here, here we go. Yeah, we've got our car full of uh, teens that are sort of on their way to their doom here. It's great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You should have treated her right. I did. I did. I treated her right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. So, pretty much anyone, you guys listening, you must watch this movie start to finish a few times. Oh, for sure. To, to just understand the greatness of 
this dynamic um, with these friends here. Let me put it in the old computer. <laughs> Teddy and Jimbo. The Teddy best, and Jimbo. Best duo for me in FTT history. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to probably say best duo in slasher history. <gasps> I mean, personally, on, yeah. only because their humor I is know. probably uh, unmatched. I mean, every time they're together, they have this slapstick thing going on that I just love. <laughs> <A> what? <laughs> so the greatest oh. motif ever here, uh, Teddy calls Jimbo a dead fuck. And this becomes <laughs> a running gag throughout the movie. And uh, <laughs> it's it's almost beneficial to piss Jimbo off because mm-hmm. of the way he reacts. I agree. <laughs> uh, there is no Betty either. Oh, Crispin. This yeah, but... just incredible. Oh, this car full of kids, though. Yeah. I really actually like them. I mean, as, as like, fodder. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I, I think um, you've kind of got all your bases covered here. The more I think yeah. about it, I was just sort of looking at the, the big picture here when they parked the car. Yes. And all types are represented here, so... We've got uh, Kelly Kapowski back there. Yes, Kelly Kapowski. And Rob Lowe in the front. Rob Lowe in the front. Um, and then Ted always reminded me of Charles in Charge. Nice. So, I I have sort of always somewhat rudely referred to this chick as Banana Girl. Banana and, Girl! Uh, so that's kind of the name that she's going to still have for me. Um, she's actually pretty great presence, and I always secretly wished that she would have lasted longer. Oh, same. Because I, I would have loved to see, can you imagine, like, her interacting with Jimbo? I wish. I love it. I love her, like, peace and love, and then she's all sassy. I honestly believe that they missed the boat on this one, and I would have actually saved her for the end. Oh, nice. I can see Personally. I, I would have because she just looks like she's capable of some comedic gold. You know who I would have substituted? I would have taken out the Trish lookalike. <sighs> oh yeah, yeah, she can go. She can go. Okay, kill number three. Kill number three. A oh. knife through the throat directly into the Adam's apple. Um, her banana goes everywhere. The and banana. Just go bananas. The and showing the shoes only in the woods. Yeah, yeah, we're not showing Jason in his complete form yet, which is very, very important to note for people who watch modern horror films where the killer is just has, eats the screen up, you know? Yes, I, I love that they show his shoes. The banana kill. The I banana kill. One of the top Savini moments. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know what I just who, thought of? We're going to get him on the show, by the way. Oh, we got to get Savini. Um, was Jason visiting his mom's grave? I just thought of that. Yeah, so that's exactly what he was doing. And, um, I I love how they showed us whose grave it was. Yeah. But they didn't actually let us know that the teenagers themselves noticed that. Only only we did. 
they were right. oblivious to it, which is great. So um, we're kind of developing the the lore and the myth of Crystal Lake here. I love it. And and we've got uh, a party that's about to start now, and this is actually the longest party in history. It lasts for like three days. Perfect. And the rest of the movie. I really don't want you to call me that. <laughs> oh God, Chris. So Jimbo and Teddy are are doing their thing again. Teddy just uh, messes with Jimbo. He just gets under his skin in the best of ways. And and Jimbo, for the record, is uh, Crispin Glover. You know who who turned down a role in Back to the Future Two. Um so that he could do fun stuff like uh, River's Edge. Oh, heck yeah. Which we'll probably have to watch on this. I think we have. We yeah, will. We, we, yeah, we have to. Can I say, though, I like that the mom looks out the window and is like, oh, jeez, Louise, what is my, like, is my yeah. daughter going to get messed up with these teenagers? Yeah, they have a wholesome situation there. Okay, this is the girl I'm talking about. The Trish lookalike, I think, is the problematic piece in why Trish, our final girl, is often overlooked in, like, slasher, um, like, history, lore. Because I love Trish. I think she's one of the best final girls ever. But I think she gets lost in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, they're way too similar and they actually look like they could be related or even the exact same person and it often confuses the audience yeah That's what I'm and they're, they're giving the impression that the final girl here has two radically different personalities yeah um, you know she uh, she's underrated I think, I think so for too that reason. totally as is her mother oh the mom Mm-hmm. Oh, we were talking about that too. Did did you ever think of another parent? I couldn't think of another, like, parent figure who was as cool as this mom. Uh, yeah. So th- actually, um, in Nightmare on Elm Street one, the dad. Oh, for sure. Oh, Saxton. Yes. Yeah. In for one, sure. in one, he was perfect. Very um, true. So I'm gonna kind of give my vote to him. Okay. I can't think of any in the Halloween series whatsoever. <laughs> Corey Feldman looking out the window being little peeping Tom. Yeah. God, Corey just really makes this movie. Oh, he's so funny. We have a rare, a rare instance of this um, sort of total pure innocence in, in a character in one of these movies in Corey. I know. And we also have the introduction of a story arc. <gasps> That's right. That's actually pretty notable because um, while they're still, of course, using the classic formula, you know, we're knee deep into this Crystal Lake stuff. We know who the killer is. This isn't guess the killer. This is like now we have a story and we're going to follow these people now. I think that's why I love this so much. Like, it's a saga. It's a. This is a nice family, the Jarvis family. Yeah, they really are. 
Like their little moments together are so cute. And believable, strangely believable too. Very. Oh, oh no, Jimbo wants to call uh, Betty. More classic Teddy and Jimbo. <laughs> and he somehow, to me, he looks like much smaller here than he does in Back to the Future. Oh, so much. <laughs> it's great. I want to know what Teddy's listening to in his Walkman. Yeah, I really do. And the way it's clipped onto his pants, uh, oh, okay. do that in, in, in like the same way that some people clip on their phone today. It's like half of his pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's literally half of his pants. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Crystal Point. Teddy and Jimbo are interesting, though. I, I do want to point that out. Um, kind of, I guess the reason I'm saying that is because you also have two other guys who are, are not interesting in the slightest. Oh, for sure. I agree. You, you um, have Ted and, and Jimbo, they, they kind of, they have this developed friendship and sort of this nuanced thing going on. But the other guys are just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to make, uh, three mil a year. You know, they're just, they're just there. Yeah, the Rob Lowe pretty boy is, is just kind of there. Yeah. He's just around. <laughs> they, they they pull off their nothingness yeah, so well. Very true. Um, and then Paul. That's the other guy's name. Yeah, Paul. Which I love because it's a callback to Halloween. Callback to Halloween right there. Oh, Paul. And a similar role that the Pauls are playing, although we didn't get on-screen Paul in Halloween, his he was portrayed as sort of being the same as, as that guy right there. Oh, Paul. I think a Paul is kind of an archetype in, oh, in these sure. films. There's always the one who's definitely the leader of the guys. He was in charge of the fraternity. He's got a great job guaranteed, you know. The Paul. Yeah, the Paul. Uh. Oh, here we go. The skinny dipping. All right, so look, everybody is sitting here sort of getting naked and going swimming and stuff. But... Our podcast, like, the name of our podcast comes from the scene. <laughs> right, right here. Right here. So now, only Jimbo has, has yet to uh, get naked and jump in the water. And they want to know why. Why, Jimbo? Why won't you come in and swim? And the reason, of course, is because we have no suits. We have no suits. But here at the podcast, we have suits. Oh, yeah. We have suits. They're fresh pressed, too. Straight out <laughs> of the uh, cleaners. <laughs> oh, and, and then I love this. Trish and Tommy um, come to the scene where everybody's skinny dipping. But, of course, 
She turns Tommy around. Ah, he's a pack of patootsies. Yeah. Okay, Tommy calls the skinny dippers a pack of patootsies. That's one of the best lines ever. Best lines ever. But Trish separates herself from them because she doesn't go in. She's like very motherly towards her younger brother and she gets mm-hmm. him out of there. She's really looking out for him and, and this is sort of continuing the theme here of them being a wholesome family. Yeah, and Trish being, you know, a little bit different than the group of teens. Yeah, she's on another level. I really like that. And she she knows it too and she owns it and she kind of uh, has a really good vibe. It's subtle, but it's actually really good. It's true. Um, she's got the like nice collared shirt, like um, Lori in Halloween. Yeah, the final girl shirt. With Tommy, with a Tommy, by the way. Yeah. And a golden retriever. <gasps> oh, so cute. So, but Trish, Trish's car's broken down at the side of the road. And now we're back at the lake, and I'm already confused. I'm all, because she looks like Trish. I hate it. I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this the same scene? You know. Ugh. Now I'm mad that they didn't keep Banana Girl. Me too. And the Kelly Kapowski is uh, completely over the top too. This is one of the more over the top versions of that archetype. Oh yeah, that girl. The Kapowski girl. <laughs> yeah. And she's half uh, she's half Winnie, too, at she's least in her vibe. Totally half Winnie. Her son is in Kapowski and her moon's in Winnie. Um, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. So, yeah, they pretty much just messed everyone's sense of time and space up now because now we cut right back to the actual Trish. And some boots in the woods. Just enough. I like that. Just enough of a hint. We know that Jason is here. He's not marching around being obvious. Like we we feel tension because we know that Jason's out there and he's looking at us. I love it. And they go to great lengths, too, to make sure that that some of the teens in these movies are just airheads. They're just nothing. As opposed to, like, Halloween, later Halloweens go out of their way to make sure that you actually hate them. Oh, yeah. Like, like actually hate them. But here, they're just nothing. You can't hate Paul. No. You know, he's just, because he's just nothing. Okay, so we had a little jump scare with, um, what's this guy's name? Oh, the bear hunter, the I ba- call him. Yeah, yeah, the bear hunter. <laughs> so the guy who comes on, um, or comes upon Trish and Tommy and helps them fix their car. And then they He's give him a lift. The Loomis character. Yeah. Oh, he is a bear hunter. Or he says. Yeah. Yeah, so he's here. He's now entered the storyline. He's going to sort of help our protagonists and 
kind of have their back and he's invested in some way. There's clearly some sort of history between him and the killer. Yes. And Even was- further separating this from your average slasher, like we've got a full on actual story here. Oh yeah, we do. And he looks like Ash. <laughs> yeah, he looks exactly like Ash. Exactly like Ash. I'm gonna go look for my VHS tape. Do you remember Evil Dead 2? I have it signed by Ash. Yeah, 100%. And we'll have to cover those here at some point, I think. We'll, we'll just have to. Yeah, we really do. Look how cute Tommy is. Like, they made best friends. There's good vibes in this house. Seriously. It's a real... Like, I just love... I love their family. And I love these masks that Tommy made. They're so creative. Yeah, the kid is really talented. He's deep. Uh, He's got a good brain. Very, very good character. And we're going to get to follow Tommy as, as he grows through the next two movies. I don't know how I feel about that, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we, so we get three different Tommies. Yeah, we do. <laughs> played by three different people, and <laughs> things get confusing pretty quick. Oh, God. He's going to age uh, about 17 years in the next eight months. <laughs> oh, I love this, the monster that the eyes move. Yeah, I believe Savini made that. Oh, so good. Uh-oh, here we go. All right, so it's party time. It's party time. We have our group of <gasps> teens who have basically rented a cabin across from the Jarvises here. No way, not tonight. Oh, no. Uh-oh. They're up to no good. They're doing crazy stuff, drinking beer and smoking pot. Okay, and Crispin is about to dance. Yeah. In the best way possible, I think. It's So, the dance scene from Friday the 13th Part 4 is, I believe, Oscar-worthy. Oh, I, I think so. Yeah, just to be completely um, honest. I really think Crispin was snubbed at the Oscars that year. Yeah, I, I, would, take, I would take the Oscars seriously if they had given him one back then honestly because like this is so good and that was such a powerful expression of who he is i love it so much at one point i called him my favorite actor oh me too yeah i actually like him so much same um do you like him as olivia newton john i love him as olivia newton john me too. Okay. I really, really do. The Beaver Trilogy. The Beaver tr- I found the DVD of the Beaver Trilogy. Oh, thank God. Thank yeah, God. That's I a know. classic. So, for those who don't know, yes, Crispin Glover plays an Olivia Newton-John impersonator in this, like, indie movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, Teddy. So, these twins, 
one has an Australian accent and one does not. Oh yeah, I just I think I just noticed that last time. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it. See, that's I just one of the things I love most about Friday the Thirteenth is the random stuff out of nowhere. I know, I know. And they don't even they don't explain. They don't try to justify. They just nope. do it. <sighs> like yeah, you know, it doesn't have to make sense. It's Friday the Thirteenth. Oh god, it's perfect. And the best part is they know we're going to love it anyway. Um, I love it. And we do. We do. Hey, Trish is dressed kind of like, um, Final Girl Part 3 right here. Yeah, her in her closet, actually, believe it or not, there's nothing but Final Girl outfits. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. She's an amalgamation of final girl fashion oh my god and uh they knew it too that's it's interesting how nuanced these movies are to the extent that there's actually a uniform for certain types of characters it's perfect um i told you i didn't like that that's why i like these guys friendship Well, he thinks that's a funny thing he's doing. He thinks it's a funny thing he's doing. So, we just had what actually was called a fake out. When they stuck the opener into the beer. Oh. And there's going to be a number of those where we think that somebody's getting killed or something's happening, but it's just a moment of fun or innocence. Oh, here we go. Um, Kapowski is going to go for a swim. So. All right, so yeah, they're still at the party. It's sort of that time in the evening where there's a little bit of tension and people are figuring out how the rest of the night's going to go. And because it's a slasher, our goal here is to sort of get people by themselves so that Jason can have his way. Yep. And have his way he will. Oh my. <laughs> and the cores everywhere. Cores. There's so much product placement in this. So you have nothing but cores banquet, the gold cans being consumed oh. everywhere. Which, for the record, is extremely shitty beer. <laughs> but it's like very typical because it's cheap. So if yeah. you were this age if, and you wanted to have a party on a budget at this age, you would all throw in on some cases of cores. Oh my. Or so I've heard. Um, you should run that through your little computer. Hey, the computer's back. I love it so much. Okay. And Jimbo is, is constantly on the edge of being upset, which makes him hilarious. Oh yeah. So, more 
any dipping here. Yeah, but because now she's alone. What's her name? <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember. I have no idea. Is it Kelly? Is I think. It, I think it's Kelly. Kelly. I think it's Kelly Kapowski. Yeah. AKA Winnie. Uh, <laughs> so oh anytime God. you have uh i think i think everybody knows now if somebody takes their clothes off then they're gonna die in a slasher that's oh, just sure. kind of how things work so more skinny dipping we're back at the lake we're in crystal lake waters which is a very significant place I think we're seeing what Jason sees too right now. Yeah. Oh. Um. And this scene, I so this is one of the the kills that was cut, or you know, cut for censorship. Yeah, for sure it was. I really wish I, uh, we could find that footage. Me too. Me too. <laughs> you know, Paramount. You guys really need to release these movies. Yeah, seriously. In form. It's been so long. 30 years later and they still won't do it. Uh, oh, excuse me, 40. Jeez. 40! 40 years later, they won't release Friday the 13th Part 1 <laughs> in its original form. It's just, it's, it's just too much. It's... <laughs> It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much. We need I to agree. run it through our little computer. I don't know if people could I handle it. I don't think they could. I love this. Uh, the this stock shot. right now and the kill. <laughs> oh! Ah. Hey, honestly, her noise here is a little over the top. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, the face that she makes too. I hate it, but yeah. But I love the scene, the the noise of like of the spear or whatever. Like it's like cr cracking in the back and like poking out of her spine. It's such a good one. It is, it is unbelievably realistic. Oh, that one gets to me. honest, it's... And, and this is kind of why these movies were so censored, is that the kills they have are so graphic, so brutal, so visceral, and just so unrelenting. And I, I just, I do find it funny that they won't release any of the edited footage, and the only yeah. justification seems to be that, uh, in theory, these these victims were like 16 but we all know that these people are 47 <laughs> exactly <laughs> so. i mean uh, what are they doing with their lives yeah just give uh, us that footage seriously give us give us friday the 13th uncut there's supposedly more than three minutes of of death scene alone footage on the cutting room floor that's crazy and I had my chance to buy it a few years back, but the price was so ludicrous. I mean, this is something we should all have. I know. 
Oh, I want to see it. I love how Jason comes up out of the water in that scene from being underwater for like 10 years. Yes, he has <laughs> his um, oxygen tank. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's got his oxygen tank, his scuba gear. Or maybe maybe he's doing the Robin Hood. The Robin Hood. He has Hood. a reed. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> Uh-oh, Jimbo goes upstairs with one of the twins. Hey, now we've got Teddy. And Teddy with the other twin, who's In just like, oh, whatever. awkwardness, yeah. Oh, no, Teddy. Now, if I were him, oh, no. I would have demanded extra money for playing the part of such a goofball. Oh, God. Because um, that's got to be really awkward. And now here we are back. Okay, we've got yep. uh, another character who is uh, getting ready to go skinny dipping here. This Paul. Time. Paul. And um, is this an inappropriate use of thigh? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say uh, probably like a 9.2. 9.2. yeah. <laughs> Those shorts, oh lord. Yeah, they're they're way too short. Um, <laughs> they're no Kevin Bacon, but they're pretty close. Yeah, Kevin Bacon is the standard. Oh my god, they, I love wherever they shot this. It's so pretty. Yeah, this actually is incredible. The location shots. Uh, I do really see what you're saying. It's such a beautiful movie. I think that really adds to it. I think so, too. Well, because most of the, the uh, sort of everyday slashers, you just see their house or their school or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but here we get a full-on nature excursion. I, I, I would almost put this on the level of... <laughs> <laughs> like African like queen. Like an animal planet, you know? Yeah. Oh, the kill. Oh, Paul's kill. Oh, God. Yeah, that hurts quite a bit. Uh, so. He just took a spear to the groin. And, and was wasted uh, up there. Ouch. So, what kill was that? I forgot the number. Okay, we've got Axel, Nurse, Banana Girl. Kelly. Kelly. Paul. So number five. Okay. That was the fifth kill. And quite quite yeah. the, the creative, I'd say. And honestly, and when I said Animal Planet, I meant like the the Discovery Channel. You know how they explore beautiful places? Oh yeah, it's right up there. <laughs> You know, like, uh, if you've ever watched a tour video, like, when you're thinking yeah. about a nice Exactly. <laughs> you see stuff like this. Yep, I agree. <laughs> oh, my God. So, all right, exotic locales. Sorry, I was getting so distracted by the <laughs> omnipresence of natural beauty. Yes, exactly. Um, I mean, th yes. The locale. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, fake out. I mean, we know it's the bear hunter, but I love that when we see him from the um, the tent, 
Yep. It's his, like, machete and boots. Classic. Okay, so fake out number two. We almost just got convinced that uh, that Jason was right there, ready to make a kill. Exactly. It was fake out two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> fake out two, electric boogaloo and a shoe. Yes. Exactly. Because there is no Betty. There is no Betty. Oh, Jimbo. Oh, okay. I do like Teddy for this moment with the, um... Yeah. What are they called? The, uh, like the old classic, um, film reels? Oh, gosh. Yeah, so here, so here we've got some earliest 20s... Er, wait, early, early 20th <laughs> century erotica. Uh, it's in black and white. There's no sound. Silent film era, sort of, sort of striptease films, and and the ones that they're using are actually real. So, I just that's such a funny element to introduce. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, we're sort of we're really establishing Ted here as a uh, as a real goofball too. yes see did you hear that the one twin okay so one of the twins is talking about leaving now i get it i but, didn't fully understand but now i see and she said better go and then <laughs> she's all australian and the other one okay. says it like with an american accent it's pretty funny so we're gonna have to get them on the show we're I gonna know. send one telegram to Australia, we're going to send another to Cincinnati, and we're going <laughs> to see if they're available. Exactly. Um, we have okay. identical twins, one with accent and one without. Look at the top left window. What is going on right there? What is going on? Do you see that? What the hell? Who was that? Wow. So... I okay, so that's like instance number ten tonight of something I just noticed. Same. Very first time. So people are in the window in the top left during this scene. We don't know who they are, and they might be looking out at whoever's outside. I, I don't know if we're supposed to see them or what, but I strange things are afoot at this house. Um. Oh, kill number six. Yeah. Here we go. So the twin kill. Oof. Okay. Her kill is good because it's in the shadows, but then you have that big, like, push, that big sound when she's just, like, thrown into the window. Right, so what we just saw is, is the actual epitome of um, why these movies were so censored. <laughs> in the shadows, he stuck a machete in her and then threw her with the force <laughs> of 107 <laughs> people. <laughs> like, how is that happening? <laughs> Wow. I love it. It, it. Just just the powerful way that he discarded her just now. Yes. My God. So, yeah, that's pretty brutal. So, so we had an off-screen kill mm -hmm. just now. And that may or may not have originally been on screen. I hope we find out someday. Oh, interesting. A little pretty boy. Yeah. All right, back with the Jarvis mom at the cabin. 
Isn't it funny too how like Pretty Boy is just a little bit nicer than Paul? I know. And you can tell too. You can tell he's not quite、yeah. as much of an asshole, so he stays alive like twenty minutes longer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just the rule. Yeah. God, these are great.、Oh. I know. Oh, I love the mom. The lights are out. You know something's gonna go very wrong. So she gets her style from Nancy's mother. I think. Yeah, but without being completely drunk. Yeah. She's definitely not as messed up in a lot of ways.、Oh, She's、man. got the soul, though. She has that same. Yeah. I, I feel like almost they could be sisters. Oh, I totally, totally see that. Falky is the mascot here at Slashers and Suits. <laughs> um, the dog Falcor. Yes, he's definitely the mascot. So more exotic locales. Oh yes. This cabin is is pretty idyllic.、Um, And and、oh. so here the mom is kind of walking around, checking out the sound in the middle of the night, which we probably know、oh, is no. not the best idea. Oh. But we might as well brace ourselves because I think we're about to see kill number seven. And it's completely off screen. One hundred percent off screen too. Very fascinating. That one. That one gets me of all of them, and I I think that that one was a perfect example of them having to do that. I do not think they could have gotten away with any on-screen kill of her. No, I don't think so either. Because it was, they would have thought that that crossed the line, and and it and it was like cinematic trash at that point. Because、well, everything before this is is pretty much Citizen Kane. It is Citizen Kane up to up. To if they had crossed the line, I agree. <laughs> oh, I love.、Yes. <laughs> oh God. So. Oh. Are continuing with our, with our excellent display of family values. See,、um, Trish. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we have everything in a slasher. We have we have good wholesome stuff. This is almost like a facts of life episode right now. It's true. We have a great, great family dynamic. They're sort of sticking together. They're wondering what's going on. Okay, let's go look at it. Yep. So that's Trish and little Tommy Jarvis. Jarvis. I love that name. It's also worth noting, and I will go ahead and spoil this because really nobody's going to care.、Uh, we we never find out what happens to Trish. Ultimately,、oh, we never find out. It doesn't、She's, pick up. Yeah. In five, like it, like it would. And I must say, I'm a little disappointed about that. Same. 
I really yeah. like her, especially because they pick up with Tommy. I think they missed yeah. they missed the boat with sure um, did. P- with picking up with the sister. They could have made this into a very profound continuing story. Oh, I agree. They really could have because Halloween did that. Yes, they did. I was just going to say like having that family dynamic continue throughout. But here's with- the crazy thing though. Like in in 1987's Halloween 4 they're basically doing this like they got okay. that from Trish and Tommy and 1987 obviously was yeah. magnificent <laughs> <laughs> heck yeah Halloween 4 is one of my favorites so it is completely incredible and I will always love it and it actually kind of has nothing but good memories for me I love it so much like Jamie and Loomis, I love them so much. Well, for me, what they did with Halloween 4 was like the ultimate form of how you would do a Halloween sequel in the late 80s. Yes. And and they kind of took it back to Halloween 1. I mean, I felt like they took it all the way back to just the pure Haddonfield thing. I do too. With Aside from not having the shape. Right. Right. I mean, it's got its flaws, but but still like it's uh, it's completely so incredible it's I, and it's so it's so 10 years later if that makes sense it's oh. like so 10 years later it's so good though cuz none of these other ones had that big gap in time to where right. you know halloween 4 is just like a radically different society it's in a different culture it's in it's in the late 80s as opposed to the late 70s I mean, it, it's just kind of right. epic. They treated it right. They treated it right. <laughs> Halloween, kind of, uh, I, I believe that they had Trish and Tommy in mind, though, when they developed uh, Jamie's I love story. that. I love thinking that because I love that dynamic. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Um. And, of course, I think that it really speaks to the enduring legacy of FTT4. Right, which should not be overlooked no. by any serious fan of the cinema. Exactly. Oh, Jimbo! Okay, so Jimbo... And the twin... Okay, after he comes out of the room... Oh. Um. Okay, underwear this- moment... Run it through your little computer, Teddy. I I really do like their friendship. So do I. I really do. Like, they're... They provide way more color than we've ever seen in Friday the 13th. Oh, it was great! And actually, probably the most color we ever will see. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Oh! Okay, one of my favorites. The corkscrew. Tad. <laughs> God. Oh, it's perfect. He just, he goes from like zero to 60 in two seconds. And we used to rewind oh. this. We used to rewind this <laughs> just because of the sound of Jimbo's voice here. I know. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay, very painful kill now. Very painful kill. You want to talk about that one? 
So he got a wine opener in his hand. It went through his hand and pinned his hand to the counter. And then when he oh. turned around to wince in pain, he got a machete to the face. Oh, oh, oh. But he got the corkscrew. Uh, he got the corkscrew. Oh, God. It's another one of those kills that really hurts. Yeah. yeah that hurt my hand. To like, the, it's the hand. It's, it's not even the yeah. machete for me. It's no, the it's not even screw. the machete. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, from the kitchen, Jason flies up to the roof, I assume. <laughs> yes, he uses his jetpack. <laughs> um, because now we're on the roof with the other twin, and she's thrown out the window. Yeah, this is when Jason starts to teleport. Mm-hmm. But I do love this one, too, because as she lands in the car, all the, the windows blow out, and it looks really cool. That was really realistic. I like that a lot. Except I thought for my whole life that Trish just got killed right there. Oh, no. Didn't oh. you just think that was Trish? I think they got just way too many people to look like Trish. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you see, I'm getting confused again. That's that's a problem. That's what I'm saying. Here's Trish with the bear hunter. Okay, yes. And I love the backstory. Like, the newspaper clippings of baby Jason. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, baby Jason. Uh, A.K.A. Baby J. Yeah, baby J. Little baby J. Little baby J. LBJ. LBJ. Oh. <laughs> LBJ. Um, the most important LBJ in history, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> and and just yet another example of just how much is contained within the, the slasher film. I love it. I, but the newspaper clippings, like... I really, I think that they, they really thought this one out so well to have it, this like really intricate story. Um, I, I was pretty life. surprised. I was, to be honest, I was really surprised after one, two, and three, um, sort of focusing on the lore of Crystal Lake and of the woods yeah. and of Jason and Pamela. I mean, it had that down, but as far as the rest of the cast and the teenagers and the victims and stuff, they were completely vacuous until until now. And then right. and then there were no supporting characters either. There were no real protagonists. There there was just someone who happened to survive. Yes. You know, the the quote unquote final girls that we know from the early Friday the thirteenth movies, they we didn't really get attached to them they didn't really mean that much until the last 10 minutes yeah exactly you I know agree. which they became epic in the last 10 minutes so. um yeah they did really super epic but throughout the entire film here in part four we we have a genuine attachment and very lovable characters oh and trish just the way that she is towards protecting tommy like I'm a fan of her from the beginning. I just think Trish, yeah, she's just great. She's just pretty much great all around. And it's funny that she's overlooked a lot because similar oh, to yeah. Nancy, like Nancy, I'm in second one. I'm just all about Nancy. Nancy's wonderful. But Trish has a little bit of, of that where she's just a cool girl. 
Oh, she harkens back to Nancy, for I sure. I think so. I think she's she's trying to kind of harness a little bit of that. Well, Trish and her mother harken back to Nancy and her yes, mother. That's in right. It, but it's just that Nancy and her mother are more complicated as humans. Yes. You know, they really, they, they have a lot more layers going on, I think. Oh, for sure. I mean, she's into survival, so. Yeah, she's way into survival. Um, and if and if it, you don't know who we're talking about, Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street will get there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, we'll get there. Keep your suit on tight. Oh, for sure. Because Freddy is, is my favorite, so. Yeah, and your love for Freddy has always made me <laughs> smile. It's been one of my favorite things, actually, in the world. <laughs> well, and what's funny is that Freddy's my favorite, Michael is your favorite, but the yeah. movies we watch a million times are Friday the 13th movies. <laughs> That's what it all comes down to. Isn't that That's funny? what it all comes down to. It, it has been 10 times more rare to watch an actual Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street. I know. And I think that that is very important because these these movies have a way of just being so easy to watch. Yep. They're, they're just go-to. You don't know what to watch? Okay, Friday the 13th, I don't yep. think you're ever going to really go too wrong. Oh, no. You know, but I think that Nightmare or Halloween movies... There's a, it's a little bit different kind of investment. And so if you pick the wrong one in the wrong mood, you're like, uh, you know, Ugh. I'm not, not really feeling it right now. It's so true. Um, and I think because FTT followed a good template and yeah, the others kind of veer in different directions. And it's just pure formula. Oh my God. Just pure formula. Like it's it's just all about its actual style um the style is the substance love it and obviously ftt is known for its substance definitely definitely that's another one of those things and another reason why i often compare it to citizen king <laughs> exactly yes it is it is our rosebud i think it is it's definitely <laughs> our rosebud. Okay. Um, we totally shower scene. We forgot to say, t uh, Teddy died. <laughs> oh, Teddy died. Oh, and here we go with Pretty Boy's death, which is this one hurts too for me. The shower scene. Yeah, this is this is pretty brutal stuff. We got a call back to Psycho with the shower scene. We got a, his head being completely crushed. And we've got uh, death number nine. Yeah, because Teddy died just kind of quickly against the projector the screen. But Pretty Boy, because I don't know his name. Well, well um, Teddy's death was not really as dynamic as it could have been. No, it just kind of happened. It was very uneventful, to be honest. Uh, so I'm wondering, either it was cut out. Yeah. See, that's the stupid thing, is that you never know with these. You never know if they had this great death and it was cut, or if they just didn't care. I think it was cut. But Pretty Boy Death, he's, like, slammed. You hear his skull crushing against the shower. That was pretty effective. And then um, the Trish lookalike. I think she's next. Yeah, she's got to be next. Oh, here we go. An axe. Boom. Through the door. All right. So 
twin. Is that all of our house of teens? Yeah, we're at 10 deaths. Okay. And our group of teens is now gone. So right. where do we go from here? We've got little Tommy Jarvis sort of growing up very fast here as he faces the reality that there is a killer outside. Yes. Jump scare number three now. Fake yeah. out number three. Oh, and we should say too, in it the was shower. The good guys. Yes, the the, the bear hunter. <laughs> um The bear hunter. The Oh, Jason is He hunts ta- bear. Taking <laughs> it, <laughs> He took off the call the phone box. Um that's the thing. He's very inventive, so it also incorporates yes. elements of like classic Bond films. Yes. I mean, I think Jason really is the James Bond of the slasher. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to start calling him Golden Mask. Exactly. <laughs> um <laughs> But we should say the the pretty boy shower kill. You, we see actually, we see Jason and his mask, which I think is really, yeah. It's like full. Um, is that one of the only glimpses we get of his face and mask? Yeah, that's that's our first glimpse so far. Nice. And uh, un- unlike you know later films, we don't get that much of the full on view of Jason because he's kind of a mystery, which is great. Which I prefer. Um, He's a total mystery. And, okay, so I prefer this mask with the little, like, axe cut in the... Oh, yeah. In the the forehead. Yeah, and and I I see it's very distinct. It's got a sort of a machete wound in it. Yeah, that's what it... But you prefer part three, right? Yeah, there's something about that clean white hockey mask that I just really love. And also... Um, his whole outfit in part three, too, it's, it's kind of, like, way too clean, almost. So I get a kick out of it. Oh, I like that. That's funny. Like, Like he's been living in the woods, but his outfit is fresh out of the cleaners. Oh, nice. Well, you know, he needs a suit. (laughs) He's got a (laughs) suit. And I like when he's bald, too. Oh, that's right. Oh, well, yeah, his head has already grown, like, five feet in part four. It's already grown, that's the thing. (laughs) Oh, here we go, bear hunters going down the the stairs to the basement of the Jarvis house. And we're going to get to the point, too, where Jason's mask is, like, two inches and his head is 500 feet. Yes, exactly. Which really turns me away. Hey, can you see Penny? I can see Penny. Good old Penny, the other mascot of Slashes and Suits. We've got two mascots here. And we'll post it, you know, for all of those fans. <laughs> yeah. Good old Penny. Oh, Gordon. Oh, I can't handle, I can't handle the garden scene. Yeah, so we have a an, an actual animal death here. Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. No. 
That's really rough. That's rough. It's very difficult and very disturbing to view scenes of dogs being killed. Um, the first more time... More so than the humans. Oh, more, way more. Um, <laughs> excuse me? It's the hardest one, I think, to deal with in the whole series. <laughs> yeah, right there. The one um, you just... Because he's such a sweet dog, but the first time I saw this, I thought Jason was throwing him out the window to save him. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I remember that. That was a great thought that you had, too. Oh, God. Oh, little Tommy. Okay. So, what is he doing here, do you think? Alright, so he's looking through uh, the bear hunter's things and, and sort of reading articles about Jason to try to know as much as he can about him in a short amount of time to, to see if there's some way to fight him. So smart. This is really great stuff. He's like sitting down, he's like, okay, there's something going on. This has something to do with it. I have like two minutes to figure it out. Yep. And, uh, it's down to him and Trish now. Or wait, do we still have Bear Hunter? Or no? Did we already lose him? I was... <laughs> I was too concerned about the dog. <laughs> I know. Me too. At this part, I never remember if he's still around. No, no. Rob's still... Rob's still here. Oh, right, okay. okay. And there we go. Jason's now with... Boom. Yep. Okay. With us. Jason's now with us. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's like, um... Jason kills Bear Hunter with, what are those things called? The, like, gardening fork things? Yeah, the trowler. Yeah. That's, oh. that's pretty bad. Pretty pretty brutal stuff going on. It's not gory, but it's so sad the way he's, like, just screaming to Trish. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> 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 that's what he does. I know. That was actually perfect. <laughs> so that was that was pretty noble. There's always like someone yes. like that who tries to sacrifice themselves. Yep. Uh, this is definitely a motif. Now this happened in a big way in Halloween Four. Um, yes. I don't know if you remember, but the the boyfriend of the final girl confronted Michael Myers head on in the house, and then he got killed. That's right. It was actually a really sad moment. Little Mikey Myers. Yeah, little Mikey Myers. Oh, Crispin is pinned up to the door. So there's another little homage. Uh, remember in Halloween 1? There's all, always someone who, who sort of is pinned to a door ever since then. Right. So Trish now, very importantly, has picked up the machete, the, the killer's tool. Yeah, she's on survival mode. Yeah, full-on survival mode. So using his weapon to fight. Um, 
I love that. Oh, okay. What was what were we talking about? Alternate timeline that Jason actually yeah. that this is actually Jason lives. Right, right. So we basically decided that this is the real Jason lives because uh, perhaps Jason actually was killed in yes. part three. Yes. And and so perhaps this is actually either his spirit haunting or part of somebody's dream. I agree. And we yes. have to keep these things open. We, you yeah. know, we have to. Because um, it's a funny thing we're doing. It's a funny thing we're doing. And and I believe that, honestly, stuff like this, this is like the soul of the fandom of, of this, to try to decide what actually was happening. I think, yeah, I think this is Jason Lives. Because he has more supernatural powers, he has more... Yeah. Like, um... He can throw things a lot farther than last time. Like human beings when he throws them 300 feet. Yes, exactly. Um, can we just say shout out to Trish when Jason grabs Tommy and Trish just just fights him off. She let loose on him, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. That's really good. And now they're, they're working together to mm-hmm. just make sure that they survive. Uh, we've got a showdown in the house and we've actually just had a few scenes that uh, that replicated Lori and Michael's showdown in Halloween 1. Nice. I, I'm still pretty sad about Gordon, though. Same! Oh my goodness, I... Oh... The last few minutes are so awesome. Yeah. The tension. And I love how many tools are at his disposal. Like, there's a machete and an axe. <laughs> right. And gardening tools. I love it. Oh, the TV! <gasps> hey! Hey, that reminds me of Dream Warriors, anybody? I just saw that too. What? I just thought of that, like, throwing the TV on his head. Also, Jason just got electrocuted in his head. Yeah. So, yeah. for the theorists who, who sort of take the side that he's been dead, you know, that one really drives it home. Totally agree. He, he gets killed like many times yes but that was definitely one of them i think the it was like zombie in the morgue when he had that breath yeah so at that point he became zombie jason i think so oh which i actually love and i'm i'm loving that theory more and more too Because it, it helps this movie make so much more sense. It does. And um, Jason is like... <laughs> he's very um, athletic in this movie. Yeah, he's been training. He's running a marathon. <laughs> yeah. 
And here's where we see him a whole bunch. So now we've got yeah. Jason in full vision. Yes, we do. And I like the differences of these early, the distinctions. Jason can run and he can, you know, be athletic. Yeah. Freddy's in your dreams. Michael's all slow. Oh, Trish jumps out the window. And survives. Oh, I love it. Although I'm still confusing her with what's-her-face. I know. I know, I'm so mad. The yeah. More, the more times I see this, the more, like, angry I get that Trish kind of gets confused with the the other girl. Cause they should have, they really cool. should have realized that. Yeah. How did they not see that? Come on. She's so cool. And she yeah. jumps out of the window on her own to try to survive. Come on. Yeah. You know, she's all about trying to save Tommy. But look at what Tommy's up to. Now, Tommy is into survival. Cutting his hair. Oh, here we go. Uh, a great music, by the way. The music's actually getting better and better as the movie progresses. Yes. Ooh. Tommy shaving his head. Um, Tommy's trying to look like uh, LBJ. Little Baby J. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. Trish puts up a good fight against Jason, I will say. She Ooh. really does. Oh, here we go. Oh. <gasps> Listen to that music. Oh. This is my favorite thing Corey Feldman's ever done right here. Same. Sounds like sci-fi music is so good. <gasps> Remember Jason. Oh. Little Tommy Jarvis is psyching out a grown Jason Voorhees. He's uh, saving his sister in the process. And Jason just did a little Myers head tilt. Yes, he did. Great. <laughs> oh, and look at Trish. Boom. Love it. Trish knocks the mask off with the machete. So, yeah, we've got a full view of Jason's face now. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm going 100% supernatural on this one. Same. Oh, but Tommy! Okay, here we go. Tommy in the guise of 
Little Jason picks up that machete. Woo! Boom. Dang. And there goes Jason. Machete all the way through. Ooh. Ooh. Head. Okay. He slides down the machete blade. And if we had any doubt that he was dead before, that doubt is gone. He is 100% dead now. But Tom... So Jason, by all storylines and all accounts, yes. has actually just been killed as of this moment. And the way that they were playing it back then is that this is now he's actually dead. Right. This is kind of a big deal because um, now it's like uh, everybody thought that this was the last Friday the 13th. Right. Oh, but then look at Tommy. Oh, Tommy goes pretty crazy here. All right, Tommy needs to make sure that Jason's dead. We got these wonderful slow motion, slow motion shots of Tommy sort of uh, hacking Jason up with the machete. And Trish just... Trish is like, what's going on? Tommy's losing it. Um, his experience with Jason has done something to him. His anger, Die. his fear are coming out and he's going all out. Tommy! So oh. we get the sense that Tommy is has sort of inherited a little too much of Jason's energy. And fade to white. Fade to white. Now we got the Dr. Burt Reynolds. Perfect. And Deputy Duda. Yes, Deputy Duda. And a little bit of um, FTT1 with Final Girl in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. So um, this couldn't be more classic. She's sort of laying in the hospital bed wondering if all of this was a dream. And I'm wondering too, frankly. Yeah. I'd like to imagine... A reality where Gordon didn't really die. I know, same. Um, so Trish sees Tommy, who's in the shadow, kind of in a Jason pose. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy is transformed now. He's been completely traumatized, and is uh, is is going to grow up to be a very complicated man. Oh, and as they hug, we see Tommy open his eyes with a very disturbing look. Like, bravo, Corey Feldman. Fade to white, and we are done. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Incredible. Incredible. And that is um, the final chapter. Oh my god, so I'm just looking at the uh, sort of credits here, and it says special appearances by people from Friday the 13th, 1 through 3. Yeah. And it lists a bunch of people. That's very cool. I love it. It's so So this this was very epic. I, I think one of the reasons why this was so epic is this is the fourth film in four years. There was one movie each year. Right. And, and nothing else did that. 
I had a question about um, what year was Season of the Witch? Season of the Witch was 83. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. I was going to say with Friday the 13th, part five was 1985. Yep. Because they just did such a similar weird fake out thing. Oh, they sure did. <laughs> I, I like Season of the Witch a lot, too. I love Season of the Witch. I just. You, you know why? Like, I get into its story. I like FDT5. Like, yeah, FTT five is just incredible. Truly. I, but I, I prefer I like season or er, Jason Jason six Friday the Thirteenth Part six more than Part five because that's I, pretty amazing. I like the dialogue better. I think it's funny. Okay, I think they they really use the campy humor. It's very you know meta, which I usually don't like. But I think part right. five, part five went a little too far for me in the whole like I don't know, just body count. It, to me, it, part six feels more like they're trying to to really, um, you know, pay pay back <laughs> the series. Right, right. They're doing something different, and and they're using their self awareness to actually create something fun. Yes, that's what I in, mean. In part five, they're just, they're, they're at their absolute height of what we call exploitation. That's what I'm, ta- that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, and it's direct exploitation too because it's not quite that meta yet and it's not fully self-referential, but it's already over the top and they're just killing people every two seconds. Yeah, and and I, I really don't, like a lot of the, the t- I know we're not supposed to like the teens, but I actually don't like the teens. I actually don't like them. That's the thing. <laughs> I actually don't like them. But part six, I think that that they get, they get pretty funny. Right, because um, I don't really have that much of a problem with with Paul or Kelly Capasso or any of these people. I mean, to I'm me, saying. they're just airheads, all of them, and so that's fine. I'm I'm to- totally neutral about that. That doesn't make me hate them. That that just makes them a a great part of Friday the 13th. That's what I mean. And I think that part six, that you can tell the director actually likes the series. and um, Very much so. Yeah. Part five, I think. Yeah. But, but, but I end with part six, so I'm not saying I dislike part five. We have to do part five. Well, we, yeah, we're going to have to do part five because... It was it was like the most genuine 1981 slasher that ever happened in the mid 80s. Right. Yeah, we guess the killer. We don't know who the killer is. It has 100% of the tropes beginning with a scene involving the killer and some very heavy foreshadowing. Yes. You know, so I and, do, and it's great. I do. Um, I do love that. But part six is where I think we're probably going to call the series. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least at least until the hundred movies that actually 
are guaranteed a spot are done. You know, that's what I that's There's what I mean. So many things to cover to to even think about doing something like Friday the Thirteenth Seven. You know, let's just say if we get to seven, then everything's going great. That's what I mean you know? because <laughs> FTT Seven will be after Canada. We, we we have so many films that we actually know that we need to cover. But so. we might do Manhattan because of the reface I sent you. That puts my face on one of the little oh, that's pretty fun guys that talks to Jason. That was pretty fun. Yeah, Jason takes Manhattan. Perfect example of just all out 100% camp in yep. every possible way. Uh, and, and they're not trying to hide it either. No, not at all. Um, so, so, and it's better than seven. <laughs> yeah. I, seven. I so love weird. it. Oh God. I've now sent you a reface, I think for the big three. Yeah, you have. I sent you Lori with the keys. Mm-hmm. Which I love. And I sent you the, <laughs> the little guy from Jason, um, takes Manhattan, and then I sent you oh my face on um, Johnny Depp from Nightmare. <laughs> okay, seriously, when I saw that, oh. um, yeah, words cannot express the smile that I have. I absolutely loved that. I loved that. That made my whole night. That was so fun. Oh, with the headphones? That was so funny. And it's, it's great, too, that you can just send that to me, and I just think it's totally normal. Oh, yeah. I'll just so, I'll just pop them over like every few days. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, oh, it's Tuesday, and um, <laughs> that that one was a really, really, really good one. Awesome. So yeah, we're gonna we we have a we have a very very nice and thorough agenda here. Um, deciding the order is gonna be quite quite the task, but it's a fun task. So. Right, so here at Slashes and Suits, <laughs> let us know what you want to hear, what you want to hear talked about. Um, keep up on the conversation about these alternate timelines, um, the big three. We're going to go to Canada. Um, one of my personal favorites, Happy Birthday to Me. Oh, God. It's a masterpiece. I love it. So, and we'll be doing um, holidays, like we'll, we'll do New Year's Evil for New Year's, um, Black Christmas. I think that's important. That yeah. to me, that is very, very important that we sort of honor kind of the essence of slashers taking place on holidays. And I, I think we can sort of interrupt our order to, to prioritize holidays, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, those will be specials. Yeah. Um, and then, so, okay, so now, order. Order of ops. <laughs> yeah. What are we thinking? This was the, this was our introduction podcast to Slashers and Suits. Uh, why we're called Slashers and Suits. How much we love Slashers. <laughs> episode uh, zero. Episode zero. <laughs> with basically saying every line. <laughs> yeah. Um... What else are we... So what are we thinking? Are you thinking you... At first, I was thinking we should do number one of each and then continue on with each of the series. But now I'm thinking maybe we should pick one and do the series and then 
pick another and do well, what do you think? I, I think we clearly chose the right movie to start with, with this film that we watched tonight. Yes, The Citizen Kane. People can see, yeah, I mean, what exactly what a what a cinematic masterpiece <laughs> looks like, objectively. Yes. And also, um, you know, just can see sort of our genuine love for this genre, you know? Yes. I mean, it, there's never a dull moment. Every single scene sort of has me mesmerized with a huge grin on my face. I just oh. love every second. Um, same. <laughs> so we picked the absolute perfect one to start with. It's where we got our name from. And it's a very important movie uh, for us because we've watched it more times than any other movie. Yeah, I think so. You know, it got to that point. I mean, we were going crazy with it and just watching it over and over. Oh my God, I know. So for the past 15 years, we have integrated some of this stuff into our dialect. I mean, this movie has been responsible for slang, you know, that we have. And uh, for that reason, I think we made a great choice. Moving forward, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do the number ones. Okay, that's what I and, and then we're going to have to decide which one do we commit to. How about that? Okay, so number one, and then commit to a series. Yeah, because it's like, we're going to have to quote unquote get serious, if you will, but I don't oh, even want to call it that. Like, I don't want to call it that because the theme here is to just emphasize how fun they are. Oh, absolutely. But I think that people are going to want to learn sort of how it all progressed. Right, exactly. And developed and stuff. So I, I think we can keep a really good balance. And if we do Halloween 1, Friday the 13th 1, Nightmare on Elm Street 1, maybe we can decide, okay, we're really feeling this one. So let's continue with that. You know, right. or maybe we can let the followers decide. I agree. And I think it'll be fun because we'll obviously get into each of our different grooves because you will definitely be having much more of a suit for Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, I certainly will. Because <laughs> you, you, you get a serious suit um, yeah. for Halloween. And then I get very, very protective of Nightmare. I, I'm a dream warrior. You so... are a dream warrior. For sure. <laughs> so we kind of have to keep it, you know, even as far as the podcast because <laughs> we both take our, like, personal icons very seriously. We sure do. We sure do. But let's see, the greatest thing... <laughs> The greatest thing about Friday the 13th, though, is is because I, I feel like we each have one foot in Friday the 13th. Oh, absolutely. That's where, that's definitely, like, the middle. Yeah. We meet perfectly there. I we think we have, like, one foot <laughs> in the woods and one foot in Canada. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I, I personally love every canadian slasher i would almost go as far to say that i would give them all a 10. noise to be honest uh only because they were so 
formulaic and I think sometimes that works to their advantage. Oh, I think so too. You know, they were so like literally down to the timestamp. Okay, okay, at seven minutes, they all do this and you know, <laughs> yeah. like the time in between the body counts and yeah, I, I just, the music also, um, we haven't really seen this so far. We saw one song play a nice role in the movie we just watched. Yes. You know, George McFly had a dance, but we haven't really seen a slasher that really gives music a spotlight. And we're going to see some crazy uh, seven minute long songs happening and stuff. <gasps> oh, it's true. You know, we're going to get into full on choreographed dance routines. Um, yikes. You know, <laughs> like it's going to get completely out of control. And then theme songs too. Oh, like here we when go. we get to graduation day, remember how it starts <gasps> with that crazy disco? I love graduation day. Everybody wants to be a winner. There's a disco song. <gasps> I'm Everybody so excited. Everybody wants to be a winner, a winner. Oh and my then, God. <laughs> like it, it's four minutes long. That's, that is going to be super fun because you have your favorites and then I like Terra Train. You don't really like yeah. the train aspect. I, no, I, I don't, but only, only but from an aesthetic it. standpoint. Like, I, I feel like the fact that they filmed it on a train was almost unfair because it triggered one of my deep biases, is uh -oh. that I actually hate trains. Oh. And, yeah, like, I hate traveling on them and just being all enclosed in them and stuff. So, oh no! But in some in some way, yeah. that actually gives it this fun little layer, and you can actually I'm sure you'll run with that too. Oh, for <laughs> sure! Oh yeah! <laughs> this is going to be perfect. Um, I unfortunately <laughs> I do have like a genuine distaste for trains, and I love them. Yes. So here yes. we go. Like this is an actual thing. Like uh, I'm okay with planes, but. But trains, though, are my no-no spot. Oh, here we go. So, but but 1981 Canada uh, is, is uh. another area where we just, where our styles just completely come together. I know. You know because we, I mean, between the two of us, I'm sure we would champion literally all of them. Like, we're both going to go New Year's Evil. Oh, okay. We're going to go Evil. New Year's Evil all the way. One of the best songs. Talk about theme songs. I I might have a hard sell to uh -oh. convince you on the Prowler. Nope. But it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nah. for the Savini. For the Savini. I thing. know. For the Savini. Sometimes... Savini can make the movie. Isn't that weird? Okay, but Night School, though? Okay, well, that's... Now you're talking 10 out of 10. Uh, and, and almost 11. Almost uh, 11. It, it almost goes to 11. It is so, so, so good. It's and, and so good. And another example of a story. We actually have a genuine story. I know! We have a, we have a protagonist. We have, like, actual things that happen. Oh, um, I'm so oh, and, and iconography, just one small hint, the motorcycle. 
<gasps> the, just the motorcycle, you know? The role that motorcycles play in that film and making me want to buy a motorcycle. Yes, um, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> it's very good, it's very good. Um, oh my God. Yeah, and, and we're gonna get into, uh, the, the fans are actually gonna demand that we do Sorority House Massacre and, and Slumber Party Massacre. Oh heck yeah! Because then we act, we get into female directors and writers. By the yes. way, which now we're in an entirely new, rich source of content. So there's so many there's so many ways we can go. That's what I'm saying. And, and like an unlimited amount of time that we could spend in each place. This is really fun. I'm excited. I want to hear from people like all the. All those people, obviously, that are watching Slashers with us. <laughs> yeah, you guys all just watched it with us right now, right? Yeah, you better watch it. <laughs> you, you, like, you, you better watch it. <laughs> if not, I don't know what you're doing, because we <laughs> had a suit. Because we we're over here, suit. we're having suits. So. You, you gotta, you want to have a suit. And when you watch a Slasher, please heed my advice and only look for things... <laughs> that make you smile in a I, slasher movie. I love it. And well, <laughs> and theories. I want it all, alternate timelines. What's going on? Um, okay, two things. We'll, we'll end the podcast with another um, rich listen of the, the 1982 classic theme, He Knocks. But, hey, but that's a great idea. Before that, um, I have I have a, a suggestion of an alternate timeline fan fiction that I think I want um, a sister for Jason. I want Pamela to have had a girl that was sent away because Pamela went crazy because of Jason's drowning. And I want a sister to, to come back to face Jason. Uh, so help me. I am ready to create <laughs> a change.org petition okay i'm, I'm like I'm, I'm i'm here going to change.org right now oh, perfect just to be honest with you because yep this perfect. actually would make our world better i agree <laughs> yes pamela should have had a daughter and in fact let me just state, we don't know that she didn't. No, we don't. Record, we, we don't, don't know. know that we don't this know. isn't actually a thing. That's what it I'm saying. It might be a thing. And hopefully, hopefully we can develop this further. Um, while it is doubtful that, that someone could sort of direct a movie and have it go well <laughs> today, yeah. like do, doing this kind of thing, yeah. It is great, great, great to think about how important this could be. And and we might just add a whole new layer of magic to Friday the 13th. I think we should. I think, honestly, we should film it ourselves, too. Let's do it. I think, yeah, I think we should direct it. Well, we had a female Michael. Okay. Right? Right? I mean, <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, in in many ways. Oh yes, I know. You know, so like at least they 
at least they entertained the idea. Okay, that's what I'm there. saying. So I Freddie didn't give us anything except Jacob. Well, we don't talk about Jacob. <laughs> oh. You shall not be named. What? Oh, yeah. Jacob. Yeah, he shall not be named. Yep. Um. Okay. Except we should we should say we definitely will watch those nightmares because there are so many great things about them. Um, yeah. Not, except really for are. except for Jacob. We don't like Jacob uh, so, around here. And, I want to. <laughs> you know, it's it's just us. <laughs> I want to hear who does like Jacob. I'm very really interested in that. Do you like Jacob more than Tina from Halloween? That's what I want to know. Yeah, so that's the that's kind of the poll of the century. I think the poll should go Tina, Shelly, Jacob, and see who like who comes out on top. And the fourth option could maybe be leather pants. Oh, you and your you love the leather pants. <laughs> New Nightmares uh, is your favorite movie. I must admit I've seen it twice in the past week. Oh my god. I've seen it twice and I'm why? Not going to say anymore. Uh, why would you? <laughs> I, I will confirm that I've watched it. Oh twice. my god, that is so funny. So we and I will delve. Believe me, I'll delve. Oh I my god. I went like I went the, just a weird documentary, spiral. I was watching the making of Halloween Four, and yeah. I went. I went that I got into like a Oh, that's scene. such a good one. Oh my goodness. So that's interesting that you were in leather pants though. <laughs> I know. I know. Of it all was, the places. Quite quite the vibe. I watched it twice and then do you do you wanna know what I watched directly after Leather Pants? Please tell me it was part you, one. Even gonna believe this? I watched Scream. You? You of all people watched Scream. I watched Scream after... Are you kidding me? Leather Pants. And for the record, I, we should probably clarify that Leather Pants is referring to Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when they put Leather Pants on Freddy, which I can't handle. I almost yeah. can't handle it. Obviously, we're going to tackle that later. It's it's very, very difficult to come to terms with the Leather Pants. And, and it's not even just his <laughs> pants. It's actually... Head to toe. Oh, they changed him head to toe. His no, mask. Or rather his skin. Because with Freddy it's just him. True. It's it's not anything like it used to be. But I have to because of Heather Langenkamp, obviously. We have the return of Nancy. I mean the story is about as strong as it can get. I know, okay. Opinion. That's what I'm saying. I I love the story. I love Nancy. Yeah. But I do think the meta, the the jokey kind of or in joke, you know, right. breaking, breaking the fourth wall that led to scream. Um, Jason Lives did that. Oh, one hundred percent. The whole movie, by the way, the yeah. whole movie. It has it has a scream tone. Like yeah. remember when we used to talk about the way that the slasher genre would almost break the English language because what is a satire? What is a parody? What yes. is, you know, a farce? Exactly. It just keeps going on and on and on. There's like all these different words and they have to describe different things because there's some sort of conceptual distinction between 
the self-referential nature of early 80s slashers and, and yes. how nothing is serious, you know, but, but then in 1995, we're still not taking ourselves seriously, but in a different way. Totally different way. But, but I can't believe you watched Scream. That like, I did. That I actually did. I, surprises I me because you, really? I know. I, well, because I'm what trying happened? to branch out. I'm trying to You're branch branching out. I, usually, out. I love it. I usually have my... Your my suit sort on. Of, yeah, my suit is on pretty tight. Like, usually. It's usually ironed and pressed and very... <laughs> yeah. So I'll stay, I'll stay in 80 and 81, to be honest. Most, I know you will. Most of the time. Most of the time. And, and you know what the secret to that is? There's one thing that Canada brings that... that actually keeps me there and it's like those five minute music things oh and the guest guess who guess the killer guess the killer is a game that i really really love i love it too you know canadian slashers you you do not go into the experience with this whole like preconceived notion okay i'm going to see jason you know i'm going to the movies to see freddie or michael yeah. Myers. It, it, it's actually somebody from your group of friends who you know, trust, and maybe even love. And and then at the end of the movie, they turn out to be the killer. Well, I will say Scream does that, actually. It actually does so well. That's so weird. Yeah. That's so it crazy. And, and it integrates direct meta for only the second time. You know, mm -hmm. a new nightmare. They talked about slasher movies being an American genre that was wildly popular in the '80s. Right. You know, and then and then here comes Scream. Like two and a half months later, it's very auspicious. Yep. And the the vibe continues over perfectly. So I, I became very fascinated. I went on a trip with the whole leather pants thing. Well, and I love that you're branching out because you used, I would have to like poke you to even go into 1982. So. Yeah, I, I remember those days. Do I you remember that? Um, yeah, I, it, yeah. Was, <laughs> you were, you were, it was very, very suits. Well, um, that was a little too much. That was when I would just, you know, I'm all about Halloween one and. Yeah. You know. It too many I, suits. I, I actually limited the amount of fun I could have by being that way. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I watched those movies so many times. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. I know. That, um, that I, I just, I, I truly love them. I'm slowly branching out. And I think the secret, I've learned this about myself. I it's all it. about the ratio. Yep. I, I can't have too much of of the crazy stuff exactly i just you know i i need to stay grounded i need like a good um you know what's what's the valentine's day one? Oh god um yes C canada's valentine's um oh god why am i blanking on it valentine's day how are we both right now Isn't i know that, that is so weird that valentine's day wait is it called valentine's day <laughs> I, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, is it Valentine's? It no, it's not. Valentine's Day. No, um, what is it? I'm my bloody Valentine. Come on. My bloody Valentine. That's what yeah. it is. Jeez, Louise. I, so, yeah. That well, that's just us 
being Saturday Night. I mean, we know what that movie's called. And well, we, we were we were in folks. our suits. <laughs> yeah, it was just we, too many suits. We have seen it uh, many many times, and um, it's been a while for me. Yeah, since my bloody Valentine, and I think this is so funny because as you like branch out to you branch in. I do. I branch in. Yes. <laughs> and I'm yes. I'm now like you're watching New Nightmare. Well, we really should be going back to 1981. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and I almost actually did seven jumping jacks <laughs> when you started talking about Friday the 13th 2. Yeah. I I'm just in here like doing backflips and cartwheels like okay, I got her now. You yeah, know, but, but I got you. <laughs> you're, you're I am. I know. Now I'm getting all crazy because you're in leather pants, and I'm in leather pants. And I love this. I think that's one of the things that makes the podcast so exciting going into the future. Um, because I obviously, you know, I can't just be a 1981 pure slasher elitist with a physical checklist that every movie has to have. Except you know? you're going to, I know <laughs> once we start, you're gonna kind oh, you know of put get. that hat on, which is gonna you be know. super funny. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you know how I'm gonna get. Oh no, <laughs> it's gonna be so serious. And then, and that, yeah, I love it. Cause then I'll be like, hey, let's watch Dream Warriors again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you can and you can remind me when I get too serious. Just remind me about the leather pants. Oh, I love it. I, okay, but that actually really is exciting because now we can go to Scream. If you're introducing '90s, that's fascinating. Because well, not 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 all '90s, but just the fact that Scream right. made everything come back, which should be talked about. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a hard limit. On oh no, Scream. I agree, be, but it did make everything like jason and yeah. everything started to get remade after screen everything yep and and actually if you were to really poke me i would extend the hard limit to a movie called urban legends no you wouldn't you <laughs> you watched urban legends no no what is happening yeah. right now yeah so, are you kidding me because here's here's the thing like i realized that i I have spent the vast majority of my obsession studying one particular time period. Uh, yeah. You know? And the others, the others were like, oh, okay, you know, I'm fascinated with them, but not quite as much. But then when I start to think about the big picture, I'm like, you know what? This is all pretty darn interesting. It is, I do love it for what it spawned respawned because yeah in the 90s a whole new wave started happening with horror movies here we were back again in another full-blown slasher era and yeah can we talk about you know how people debate in the english community like what the actual definition of irony is yes that's a thing that that's like one of the biggest things in the english language you know, the, the pure definition of irony. Yeah. For me, it's like, uh, okay, we have this amazing decade of slasher movies 
they completely die out several times mm -hmm. and then after the time where they're finally dead they come back they come back and have box office success you know hundreds of millions of dollars in profit all of a sudden they became the biggest genre again in the mid to late 90s well bringing back jamie lee curtis for h2o um it's it's insanity it's, it's, it is pretty crazy <sighs> how that happened and i do think scream for better or for worse initiated that and they um, had their their equivalent of 1981 Canada. That's what I'm all saying. Yes, the killing. I know what you did last summer. Mm. All of a sudden, urban legend, like it just, it, it kept going. There was like this three years where okay. all of a sudden we had neo slashers. Well, in the hold, late on. 90s. <laughs> hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Do you do I know what you did last summer? No, I can't do that. Okay. I was going to say, I wonder. That's I, too bad. <laughs> you do urban legends and you don't do i know you did last summer you know why though you know why because what urban legends well there's something about it that that you're going to to champion and i i almost don't want to spoil it because it's, it's actually that good okay uh i can't call i can't even process that right now but it's i actually that good there's something about it and oh, okay so reason number two is that it's the one that I remember from from going to the the, the theaters during this time, and you, you remember how disenchanted I was, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is going on with all these slashers?" And they all suck. Yes. But then that was that was the one during that era that actually kind of captured the vibe. Yeah, I, I do remember the time around it, and it it kind of had that um, fun. The, the fun vibe going for it. I will, and what a theme. Urban legends? I agree. I will say. What a theme. The reason I do I Know What You Did Last Summer is purely, solely, <laughs> because of uh, how big of a Sarah Michelle Gellar fan I am. Because I'm just right. Buffy. I'm Buffy all the way. Right. So, so, so I have to. Yeah. So, but... That's that my hard limit. Me. That makes sense to me. Um, as a film, objectively speaking, it is extremely well written and great. Um, it, it just, it kind of, I guess if I can use the term, it, it passed me by, or I passed it by or something, or maybe the timing wasn't right. Because I was, I was like yes. seeing it in the theater and it was very hard for me to process um, like I'm trying to see these people on the screen as victims in a terrifying situation, yet I see them on network television every night. So that's what I'm saying. That, yeah. I mean, it's Buffy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, so you automatically know that there's no real danger because you're going to see them on the show. And, <laughs> my, and I have a, a love-hate relationship with it, actually, because for me... That is when it starts to shift. You know, they're all, it's not just the pretty boy. They're all pretty MTV. They're every single one. Glossy, yeah. like, models. Mm -hmm. Everybody mm -hmm. in, in this, like, in the group that's supposed to be the kind of vacuous teens that we just, that we just saw on Friday yeah. night. It's too glossy. It's too, they're too perfect. 
I don't. Do you remember the movie posters for all of these films? And, yes, and I how do. There's only one. There's only one poster at the theater. If if you were in 1996 to the year 2000, you you saw the entire cast yep. sort of lined up with their yes. uh, face on. What do you call yep. it? Like the bust yep. shot of yep. all of them. And that's it. And it's a black background. They're all wearing black turtlenecks. And they're all like <laughs> just pretty people. And I don't. And, and yeah, they're 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 perfect. Every it's single one of them. Just, and you, you know you what? Just, I don't like it. You know what happened? Okay, I'll tell you what happened. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give it to you straight about Let's the '90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that okay? You know the phenomenon with um, oh, in in Dream Warriors, in with um, you know the the pretty boy, except he's he's really he's the victim who can't talk, but he's really sweet. He. Um, is it Bill? From I a looks it... perspective, he's perfect, but, but he... he has a flaw, a total flaw. Yes. And so, but in the next movie, he becomes like just a, you can tell that he's in yeah. between movies. He's been a Calvin Klein model, and he has like an ego. <laughs> so, and which it, it bears mentioning that yeah. um, many, many of the no-name actors in the movies that we watched from the early '80s including the one we just saw, yeah, are very... It's not like they don't know that they look good. Right. I mean, everybody in the movie we just saw looks good. But you know? they're not... And that's, yeah, there's some other difference. They're, <laughs> it's so right? fascinating. But they're not on... You don't see them on some billboard for, like, a campaign for The Gap or something. Can you imagine if people went to the theater thinking... This is Friday the 13th, the final chapter. This is where it all ends. And remember, as weird as this sounds, because we're us, people actually took the movie we just saw seriously. Oh, Like, I... people take it dead seriously. I take it seriously in my suit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, this is, yeah. this is serious business. But imagine, imagine if the teenagers that we just saw getting killed were on... The Facts of Life, or Charles in Charge, I or mean, Family Ties, it's like... or, or or even worse. And I think this is the root of the problem. What if they were on Days of Our Lives? That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. What if they were on so be It becomes a soap opera in the '90s, and I don't That's... like that yeah. element at all. Like these these teens that were the so-called victims of the late '90s slasher movies. These were $200 million a year, you know, network television primetime top five popular show movie stars. And I'm, I'm sorry, but Final Girl being Jennifer Love Hewitt is, it is never going to be Nancy. That, that can't work for me. That like, can't work for me. Are you kidding me? I need, I need my Nancy in survival. Like, yeah, that just can't work for me. No, it, it can't um, work for me either. So... <laughs> So that's actually a, a hard line, I'm going to say. Hard line. I can hard do line. Nev Campbell. Oh, that's I can do Nev... You know why I can do Nev Campbell? The craft. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's... we might as well cover at some point you know here on the show. I think we should. Because... I think we should, too. It's I, I actually love incredible. that movie. incredible. It is incredible. Yeah. Um, I love the craft. And it actually touches on a lot of the themes. Yes. Um, like the outcast 
kind of surviving girls. Yes. So yes. and it's and the soundtrack is is amazing. Um, yes. But so okay. So should we hardline at Scream? Uh, we're gonna have to, and we're okay. probably gonna yeah. have to cover it last. Oh, it's gonna be dead last. Ha -ha. I mean, I don't because there's gonna be a huge issue of what do you cover after Scream? Yeah, I can't. I can't go really after. Um, we can't I, open the floodgates because if we if we don't say that Scream is last. Before you know it, we're going to be right at, I know what you did last time. I know, I know we are. And then I'm just, I'm going to need my bloody Valentine to detox. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but at the end of this podcast, we've come to the realization that we are writing and directing Friday the 13th, um, Jason's sister. Friday the 13th, Jason's <laughs> sister. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that's a hundred percent wonderful. We've we've sort of done our duty here in letting people know why we're here. We are people who smile and have fun and wear a suit, watch 80s slasher movies. We are absolutely not the other podcasts who like to sort of shit on these movies. Oh hell no. Um we're just not even that at all. We, it's not like we don't understand or we live in some sort of bubble. We right. see everything that everyone else sees in these movies, but we also see about a hundred things that no one else sees. And that's what we're going to be trying to talk about here. And I will say, I love the template in the eighties. Um, that's what I, I really love the story, like sticking to a plot and, yeah. and re reusing that plot because it's very mythic to me. It's like, you know, it's it's the old way of taking one story and just expressing it in 1,000 ways. Yeah, yeah. And then as, as sort of a lifelong lover of kind of uh, 20th century history. Yes. This is, it's very fascinating to me as film genre I, I think the number one thing that draws me to it is is looking at the reasons why this worked. Oh, absolutely. You know, this worked well. And somehow, somehow this worked, this captivated the nation. Like, we're not talking about movies here that no one saw. We're talking about movies that everyone saw. Oh, you know, such, such um, a phenomenon. And I will say, too, you know, I actually, um, you know, from the academic side or whatever you want to call it about slashers i yeah, yeah. really do believe that there's such an amazing message for girls in the final girl um role i you know i really have loved that it's empowering it's, it's empowering and there's i have found that no yeah. i i have found that for forever and you know and living my life as just very yeah. much against the like a feminine stereotype have found such inspiration from characters like Nancy. Um, yeah. Aside from everything else, you know, they are the ones who go against the 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 fear. I love that. Right. They're they're not damsels in distress. No, they're not. And even um, that book, um, Men, Women, and Chainsaws. 
Uh, oh, excellent. Yes, by Carol Clover, I think is for anyone who who kind of thinks that you know slashers are just trash again against women. I think you should read that book. Misogynist. Oh, exactly. Because I and I actually think they're extremely empowering. So I would um, I would recommend Men, Women, and Chainsaws because written by a woman looking at the archetype of the final girl from the perspective of women. I mean, it's just that's that's where I'm coming from personally. So I actually really champion the final girl. Yeah, and I I really really appreciate that because. Um... Well, first of all, just because you're you, but second of all, because these movies uh, have have gotten this horrible label, you yeah. know, in, in, in our society today. And, you know, like me even watching these things, I would get judged. Oh, for sure. <laughs> just for watching these, these things and, and for liking them this much, you know, yeah. it's it gets even worse. So... It's very important to note that slasher movies are so much deeper than they have been portrayed as. There's all sorts of stuff going on. And just just when you think you've you've got it covered, you learn something new. You you figure out that many of these movies were directed by women. Uh yes. <laughs> you figure out that the original stone cold murderer of the slasher was a woman. Yes, the okay, mother. We're talking about Pamela Voorhees. Um, we're talking about Pamela Voorhees. <laughs> we're talking about Pamela. <laughs> like, I mean, she's just so cool. She's, she's just so cool. So Pam, a woman started this whole phenomenon. A woman, a woman started all, all of this mysterious serial killer, scary persons outside. They're gonna get you. That was Pamela Voorhees. I love it. And 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 actually, she was making men run away. See, that's what For I'm saying. The <laughs> and and it's not like okay, Halloween. Obviously, Friday the Thirteenth was extremely inspired by Halloween and kind of took that as a starting place. But it wasn't Halloween yeah. that started the slasher movement. It was no. totally Pamela. Yeah, 100%, because Halloween was was just an American horror movie. I, no. That's all I see it as. I, I will never call Halloween a slasher. You know, that's just not... To, to me, it, it was yeah, a, a not. great 1978 horror movie. Everything just came together, and then some some young director slash film writer yeah. was like, oh, um, all of these things that happened in this movie should probably be a formula exactly and he, he just turned it into a formula now halloween does become part of the slashers in the 80s like i mean actually halloween 2 yeah right right after friday the 13th comes out halloween 2 appears and all of a sudden michael myers is acting like jason like jason um oh and speaking of you know the west Craven, Cunningham, like we might, we might have to go back as far as Last House on the Left. Well, see, here's the funny thing: while we have hard limits on how far we can go forward, we should. There's yeah. no end to how far we can go back. Well, so we should decide how far we're going back. 
Well, we've got to do Black Christmas. Got to do Black Christmas because Christmas is coming up. Okay, that's so that's the next holiday theme. Um, yeah. So okay, where? And, we, and so we're in the mid seventies already. Where are we starting? Christmas. Though we didn't decide on which series we're st- of the big three we're starting with. Well, I think we're gonna have to maybe keep them in suspense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I don't know. Everyone. I, I just like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where to go here because. I'm in full-on Friday the 13th mode. It's like flowing through my veins right so now. So am I. I think we should start with FTT1. <laughs> yeah, like it's just completely in my veins. I'm like thinking and eating and breathing Friday the 13th. Exactly. Um, it would it's... be a little bit difficult for me to switch gears so soon. To Halloween, because you'd have your suit on. <laughs> it would be such a different vibe for me. You're such, such a Such a different vibe. Oh, yeah. I love it. Like, I immediately, I I go from Ozzy Osbourne to, like, the professor in Narnia. I, in, like, so two true. seconds. It's so true. <laughs> it's so serious. I love it. Um, okay, but so... But that's because that's my favorite movie of all time. I know. Okay. But so... I think I think the biggest message of it, though, is, is why it's not a slasher. And that's actually kind of a daunting task that we're going to have... Oh, we're true. gonna we're gonna have our work cut out for us on that episode. It's true. Well, let's start with FTT one then. Yeah, let's do it. Let's I do think, it. I think. I, I mean, it, I, we're not spoiling it. By the way, I, I, everybody knows. Okay, it's not Jason in Friday the Thirteenth. Well, if you didn't know, it's. Still... And if you didn't know, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, but seriously, <laughs> when you watch it with us. Um, it's still an amazing reveal, regardless of how, of if you know or not, it's still so fun at the end. Every it's, time. It's incredible. And then you get to see, mm-hmm. like, if you're somebody yeah. who grew up when we did, or if you're older than us or younger than us, I, I think that if you actually watch Friday the 13th one with us, you'll be one with us. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. But also, but also I think Pamela, the whole kind of slasher genre, it when it when you talk about Pamela, I think she's almost the most menacing because there's no mask. There's nothing there's no um like oh she just kills for no reason. She's a vengeful mother. She's just in her sweater as as a mother killing people. I mean, it's There's also that's like crazy. five minutes That's, of, yeah. of time before she even reveals to you that it was her. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not some, yeah. some boogeyman. It's your mom. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's still the most effective reveal. To be completely it. honest, the slasher so. would, would never, that's one thing they would never surpass. You no, know? You, you couldn't. You couldn't do it again. No. Pamela... Like, like you go through this whole movie and keeping in mind, this is like 1980. Nobody's even putting two and two together. Everybody saw Halloween and they're just like, oh, wow. Okay, this is our modern horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then Friday the 13th comes out. They're not looking for tropes. They're, right. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not somehow imagining that this movie was inspired by Halloween or, or that it's going to further 
the the iconography or genre conventions of what Halloween did, you know, they're just kind of here for the first time, and and they think that some big bad dude yeah. is out here murdering people. Exactly, they, that's what they think. They think some like some like Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yep. You know, um, they they these movies were very timely in that the famous serial killers were active at the time. Oh. Exactly. It's it's very very important to note that that one of the reasons why these movies were so successful is because every single American person who watched the news was was getting flooded with these images of serial killer of of nuanced serial killers. So, serial killers uh, rise in divorce rates. And yeah, yeah, divorce exactly. And, and children being left at at home to their own devices in the 80s, in the 70s mm-hmm. and 80s. I think those three elements combined in the slasher genre makes it so fascinating to what was happening culturally. In, in this way, I think that I have been obsessed with this genre for longer than I would have, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise. I, I think that this added sort of a sociological element to it. I think so too. Because I, I think this whole generation can relate to some of the camera shots if if they were kind of neglected, maybe yep. as kids, yep. or yep. you know, or or if they were fearful of what would happen if they didn't lock their door. Right. Um and and how about being sandwiched in between those two psychologies? And you, you know Exact and, and having to choose between parents, you know, your your mom or your dad, and they're both having kind of um, really challenging issues with each other and putting you in the middle. That's really heightened in Nightmare with Nancy. Oh my God. The in, in a great way. Dynamic. Yeah. In such a great way. So the family dynamic. Yeah. And just, and, and the rise in, in women's rights too. Like women, you know, like Nancy being into survival. I mean, the fact that she is this capable final girl, I th- and and in this family dynamic with um, serial killers, you know, the, the whole um, scary commercials about, like, don't take candy from strangers, you know, wa- don't walk yeah. home alone from school. Like, kids were being kidnapped yes. left and right. Oh, my God. Kidnapping was another thing. It crazy rampant in the 80s. That was and another thing. Watch out I mean. for strangers and and the creepy stranger person danger. in the van. You know, like it, it's just it, these movies are so products of their time. I really think exactly like you were saying, though the the psychology of slashers is is real aside from yes they're super fun and campy yeah and there's and and there's like all this stuff and it's gory sometimes yeah (laughs) like obviously we're aware of all of the things and the like the exploitation of slashers obviously yeah but there are also these other elements that i think are super interesting to the cultural moment yeah we're 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 like way past the level of we needing to point out that these movies are, are <laughs> or corny. Okay, so that's what makes us slashes and suits. Like, yeah, exactly. We're slashes. Every and suits. other podcast you hear and every other review you've read, people 
people feel the need more than any other genre to denigrate these films. That's what I'm and, saying. And to just sit here and, and tell you how, how, how they're insulting to their intelligence and, oh, these movies are goofy and look at this and look at this stupidity. But, but in reality, there's so much going on here, both on a fun level and, and actually a profound level too. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's why we're slashers and suits. That is why we're slashers and suits. We, we're not just a movie podcast. We are the quintessential American podcast. Oh, we're the Citizen Kane. <laughs> we are the Citizen Kane of the podcast. That's world. absurd. That's silly. Okay, so. so that's what we need to. <laughs> oh, but we have no suits. <laughs> and there is no Betty either. There is no Betty. So uh, hopefully all of you will come along this journey as we attempt to make sense out of a genre that is loved, is hated, it's misunderstood, you know, people are very passionate about it one way or the other. One way or the other. And the question is, like, what's going on here? You know, what's, what's it all about? I mean, it's. I think it's really um, a philosophical podcast about the meaning of life. Yeah, at the end of the day, that is exactly what it is. So, and and we do this through slashers as as our medium. Exactly, and please come along the journey for Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I'm Old Ange. I'm Hesu. And. Listen to the next episode coming along soon, and we're gonna take you out with the theme song from He Knocks. Hey, keep your suit on.